Saka, please. Hello and welcome to Indica's episode number 140. I'm your host Aditya and along with me, I have Abhishek. Hello everyone. And you see a 32 degree decibel hike in Aditya's voice because India has won the World Cup. We are coming live from the world, the nation that is considered to be the world champion right now in all forms of cricket. Test pay we are number one. One day pay, it was a fantastic win that we had. In fact, we are going to have someone special on call with us who I am very envious of this guy. He actually got to watch all the three knockout matches that India played from the stadium. He had, he was just one of those smart guys who booked their tickets up front and you know, got all those awesome matches. So, why don't you, Abhishek, why don't you dial him in? Right. Here we go. Hello. Hello, Sanjeev. Hi. Hi, Sanjeev. So let me quickly introduce Sanjeev to our listeners right now. You know, Sanjeev, he's very active on Twitter and that's how I got to know him. But professionally, he's the joint CEO at Big Bazaar, the hypermarket in India. His Twitter bio actually reads born marketer, but he loves to observe people advertising cricket. And that is what he's here to talk about. Sanjeev, very envious of you. As I was telling our listeners earlier, you got to watch all the three knockout matches from the stadium. Right? Oh, yes, I was lucky. You probably thought India was going to go all the way? Oh, I guess so. That's why I planned for it. Because for the semi-final, I flew down from Bombay to Mohali with my entire family, my wife and kids. You know, I had everything booked for Mohali 15 days before the semi-final. And at that point in time, there was obviously no news of India actually playing in the semi-finals itself. Yeah, so tell me now, you were you were there for India-Australia as well, India-Pakistan, and then finally India-Sri Lanka. Stadium, mein, how was the atmosphere? Were, were there, for example, was the crowd more hostile towards Australians than Pakistanis? Probably Pakistanis more so. And then how was it different when it came to the Sri Lanka match? Oh, I think uh, the hostility of the crowd was really nothing significant. I don't think that the crowd was uh, anti any other country in that sense. Obviously, Indian crowds are a little more biased and they want to see India winning. But uh, I don't think that the crowd was uh, booing Ricky Ponting when he made his century or Mahela Jayavardhane when he made his century. As there, there was large sections of crowd who were appreciative of those efforts. But uh, if I were to still say that, I think the hostility of the crowd was uh, increased as uh, the stage of the uh, tournament progressed. So I think the crowd were a little more vocal against Sri Lankans, as I saw it in the finals, compared to Pakistanis in the semi-finals or quarter-finals against Australians. Which part of the ground were you uh, sitting at in in all three matches? Was it uh, in a box or out there with the audience? In the quarterfinals, I was in a box. Semi-finals and finals, I was in regular stands. And where, where is it more fun to watch from? Abhishek here was also was also at at the finals. So where was it more fun to watch mm-hmm. from, guys? Was it in the box or yeah, with the crowd, Janta ke saath? Oh, very clearly from the general uh, crowd. I mean, there's no debate on that. Right. A box is a sterile environment. <laughs> very true. And in fact, when when the national anthem was being played, I was there in the, in the pavilion. Uh, India, Sri Lanka, the last few words when, when the whole crowd went Jaya, 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 Hey, I think the Sri Lankans would have, some of them at least would have lost it in their heads there itself with, with that amount of decibel levels. Uh, it was it was fantastic the way Indians came back in the final after being 31 for 2. Mm-hmm. Stunned silence completely after Sachin's wicket? 
Oh, absolutely. There's no debate on that. But I think uh, what I loved about both our chases is clinical approach that we took in our chases. A little more in the Australian one. I have never ever seen uh, so much of uh, clapping and cheering for singles and twos that I heard in the quarterfinals against Australia. I think the best part of the uh, game was that our batsmen eschewed big shots and kept their cool and heads down and chased the targets uh, in a clinical manner. Right. In fact, Sanjeev, in the in the semi in the finals, when Gautam Gambhir came into bat, there was a period when they, they were scoring at about three or four runs per over, and nothing was happening on the field. But some section of the crowd started to shout India, India, and then the next 30 seconds, a whole stadium was chanting India. When actually nothing was happening, and and then every single was again, like you said, cheered, singles, twos. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, but very clearly, the game was played to a plan by the Indians. Sanjeev, I'm interested. Do you have any stories from the stores? What was happening at your stores at Big Bazaar when the India-Pakistan match was going on? Did you guys didn't uh, shut shop? Did you? Because a lot of corporates gave no, holidays. No, we all don't shut shop. No, we, uh, the stores don't close. I mean, we are uh, pretty much of a 365-day operational stores. I guess the only time we shut stores is uh, during Holi uh, in the first half of the day. Very clearly, our business was down over uh, Wednesday and Saturday. Very, very specifically, quite low, quite low business. I think uh, that's really something I won't mind because uh, MS Boni is our brand ambassador for fashion, <laughs> and we would rather have him win rather than worry about business loss on two days. Right, and I'm pretty sure all the employees might have gathered at the electronic section that you have in your stores, and you know, oh, yeah. watch the oh, match yeah. there, including <laughs> the staff. Yeah, exactly. That would have been fun. But what about what about the stadiums and all those things? Wankhede was a new stadium. How was it at Mohali with all the security and all those things? Yeah? Security was very tight, extremely tight to say the very least. That didn't come in the way of uh, viewing the match, did it? At Mohali? No, no, that wasn't the case. Huh? We reached uh, the stadium very early. But uh, what is uh, really disappointing about the security is the fact that, uh, and I did post some pictures again on my Twitter account is that uh, the cops uh, within the stadium were as much enjoying the match. I think uh, <laughs> what is, that's really disturbing. I mean, the, uh, if you see some of the international games, uh, the cops are facing the crowd. Right. Yeah, the cops are uh, congregating in the aisles and uh, really enjoying the match themselves. And that's not security to me. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree. They, they, they are probably holding the other end of the banner when you are flashing it in front of the camera. So, <laughs> so thanks a lot, Sanjeev. Thanks a lot for you know joining us at 8.30. I'm pretty sure you've had a long, hectic day. So, we are going to stick around and talk about the Lokpal Bill and Anna Hazare going on, on, on his hunger strike and all those things. But, you know, I think I'll let you go. And, thanks and a lot for having me around. Yeah. Oh, it's a pleasure. Pleasure is all ours. So that was fun. That was fun having Sanjeev on and getting some insights. I mean, lucky guy, right? Shit, man. Three I, out of, and I think what he said was interesting that we didn't know until India made it to the semi-finals. We didn't yeah. know if it was to be played in Mohali because the team which makes it to the semi-finals, the home country will host it. So uh, the IPL starting in a week. You excited? Yeah. I think a little bit. Really? Yeah. I thought you would say the other way. No, I think I'll watch a bit of it because this time India has just won the World Cup. They'll be like superstars on the field. It's, it's more like entertainment. Like even Kevin Peterson said that it's, it's let's not analyze the game too much. It's more entertainment. We get paid a lots of dollars and we come and have some fun. 
मैंगो ऑफ दीजन So did I? Yes, Alfonso mangoes. The ones in America would not know about it unless it's ex- exported. Yeah, no, export you remember? Ha, export hota. They 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 lifted the ban a few years ago, and so they can have asal Maharashtra ka apus um from here, and not the ones they get from Dubai or Middle East or Egypt or somewhere like. Yeah, we we tried we tried getting Harley Davidson to India by saying that hey, you have our Alfonsos, and why don't you come and can I invest in India? True story. The- exactly. <laughs> Yeah yeah so let's move on to the next one that we have and talk about uh, the Lokpal bill and Anna Hazare who has been on hunger strike for the last 3 days now so what's this whole um, Lokpal thing about Abhishek to pehla wo thoda sa de dete hu before before moving on to Lokpal bill you know i was trying to find out more about Anna Hazare himself the man and he's had a very eventful is a is a very weak word to say yeah. in history he was drafted as a a driver who would in, in a war when he would be part of the logistics and supply arms and ammunition his his jeep got blown off there were people mutilated but he was somebody who survived and then it is said that he had that whole moment where my life is for bigger things and then he started doing uh, social work and he was given the padma bhushan etc so he he's been there for more than four decades doing what he's doing and now the reason why he's gone on fast until death is because of all those corrupt scandals that we've been talking about for so long and you know we we said right build a common man you you said i think you you compared this to the middle east crisis where a common man actually went on the street yeah. so i think he is uh, well not exact he is a common man all right but uh, he is somebody special who has enough experience in in rattling governments by doing what he does and he's he's doing that since yesterday yeah he started movements which have led to chief ministers or ministers resigning having to put in their papers etc so right. he, he definitely knows what he is doing but this time it is for the lokpal bill now right. lokpal basically was supposed to be a watchdog institution to investigate corruption against ministers ya fir central government ka employees and this has been going on for quite a while and has not been implemented or enacted as yet what what he is basically fighting for is let's get this going and let's enact the bill right and it's 42 years by the way when you said quite a long time four decades and lokpal like you said there you go yeah so it's it's, it's been 42 years and did you uh, listen to what uh, our prime minister said to him dr no, singh Yeah, it's the, what conspiracies he's talking about. <laughs> so exactly, so he said that you are being forced into this, and that it is coercion, etc. So I, so it's it's a bigger part of a bigger conspiracy. And Anna Hazari was more like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, that exactly. Response. He said, "This is an insult to my sense of wisdom and intelligence. I'm not a kid, and I cannot be instigated in doing something like this." And I think we have to respect a man who's been in the business of protesting for the people. Business is a very wrong word, but been in the domain of protesting for. the common good of everyone he is past 60 so he is not exactly a 20 year old who is doing this exactly and the and the spokesperson for congress says that he needs to show some patience uh, uh who needs to show some patience <laughs> anna hazare needs to show some patience um so and he 
third generation after Anna Hazari Kurti. Is that what patience is? 40 years is already one and a half generations. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, 42 years, in the last 42 years, it hasn't happened. You know, all businessmen are supporting him. In fact, I see that Bollywood has joined in. I see a breaking news here says that Amir Khan, comma, Bollywood supports Anna Hazare. Another quote from the Prime Minister's office was, In a democracy, the government moves the bill and parliament enacts it. And yeah. in there, there is enough scope that if any constructive suggestion comes in, amendments can be moved. Quite a lot of construction has been made in the past 42 years. You can see that. Ah, well. After that, um, the other, uh, the, which is the other committee has come out with the report here, CWG ka? Show em, show em. It starts with an S, doesn't it? Yes. Sure. <laughs> I had marked, marked for us to talk about it. Which yeah. was it? Shunglu. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Shunglu report. <laughs> It's nothing, there's not a lot to talk about except that it just says what we all know. Uh, it says that, you know, Sheila Dixit didn't do a good job. It says <laughs> that Kalmadi should have been fired a year before yeah, he yeah. actually was. It says all the obvious things. And the reactions are also very, you know, are not surprising. Dixit has criticized the report. Uh-huh. Nothing much to talk about except that. Can I think the, the media is the media. Of course, media has to uh, tell us that things that are happening, you know, like CBI is taking a few steps, etc. But more often than not, uh, as a, they set up a climax and then, oops, push. So the India wins yeah. the World Cup, we forget about it. And now what? Starts, we forget about it. So, as a, so, so BJP has asked for Dixit to resign and Dixit is like the, the queen of Delhi, right? She has okay. been there forever. Right. Uh, so, so that's not going to happen. What are the other things that are happening? 2G May CBI is going to file an 80,000 page charge sheet against Raja. Oh um, <laughs> exactly. Our infatuation with words doesn't end. I think, uh, uh, yeah, last time, which report did we talk about? Uh, Godra riots. About, that was 10% of this. 8,000 page report by five different committees and we have conflicting, you know, evidences about that whole event. So, yeah. Yeah. So, mm. what do you think about um, this Gandhiji's book uh, getting banned? In fact, what do you think about first the insinuation about Gandhi being a bisexual? And we are talking about the father of our nation here. Okay. So. Yes. Apparently, the book isn't out as yet, right? Yeah, it isn't out. It's, it's written by a Pulitzer Prize Award winner. I forget his name. It's hard to pronounce. Jo- Joseph Lellyweld. Uh, yes. And, um, you know, everybody is going crazy because apparently, reportedly, the book alleges that Mahatma Gandhi was a bisexual and a racist. And a racist? Oh, I didn't read about that. Oh. Yep. The thing is that everyone is trying to give opinions based on what is allegedly written in the book. So you're so, saying, let's wait for the book to be released? Yes. And, I mean, the, the author also in, in, in an article today, uh, in an interview with the author, he said that I have... In the whole 400 pages ka thing, I have three paragraphs about this. I have not said that he is bisexual. These are only people have picked up on it and have tried to create something, which I pretty much blame his PR agency. They have. They you have. have to doubt it, dude. I think I, I would say good job done. Now, the, the, I think it's in three months' time the book will be released in India. If I don't have a queue of books before that, I would probably go and buy it. And but if so what is written about Gandhi? There is, I think it has reached a level where Orkya looks at there. So he still got a market for Gandhi by, by positioning him, even if it was just three paragraphs, it's just got him enough uh, mileage in India, I think. 
Yeah, unless you are in Gujarat or Maharashtra where they plan to ban the book. I think it will sell even more then. <laughs> you at outside VT station on signals and all those things. But what about if you buy it from an infibeam.com which is does not have any jurisdiction, right? It's not a mom and pop store, so you can still buy it, I guess. It I, won't. I, yeah, I think you, you it's a courier, so nobody. I think so. It. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good for infibeam and those guys, right? Flipkart, yes. Flipkart, infibeam and all those things. Good for them. What do you think about this whole, you know, don't talk bad about good good people or national icons? So. Things. Being bisexual or being gay, as 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 some of the articles are saying, I think it's irrelevant. If Gandhi ji did, did whatever contribution that he has and has not done for India, his sexual orientation is the last thing that should be on our minds. And that too after what? For 1948, he only he died in 1948 after more than 60 years. So I think it is redundant that somebody also raises an issue about him. But then racism charge. Maybe he must have said something bad in in some event. Or a loudspeaker, and he would have recorded that somebody and put that in the book. Then I don't know because he was clearly not a racist. The whole world knows that the only reason why West Bengal, which was the most you know conflicted city state in India, did not go into riots on 14th of August only because Gandhi ji was there. Gandhi was there. Lord Mountbatten said that he is my one-man army, and nothing will happen to West Bengal. Well, the rest of India was was actually burning. The examples that the author may have cited in the book. is not incorrect but it is redundant with the kind of contribution that has been made by that guy to india yeah but is it okay is what i'm saying is it okay to say that especially when the person is not there to defend himself to actually you know state the facts yes in considering the fact that you are in a democratic environment and if you can you're a historian right historians have the license to write stuff and we can only hope that they are doing a good job and being unbiased about it thoda ethics ka part aa jata hai na where they where they have to have factual things in their hand some letter or something like that and the author here has a few letters that gandhi has written to his german this german alleged german lover that he had it's all based on that but banning the book i was surprised when it came to banning the book great grandson of gandhi was asked his opinion on it he said that you know they shouldn't be banning the book at all anywhere because it goes completely against the gandhian philosophy Tushar Gandhi said this. Turning the other cheek. The German guy's name was Hermann Kallenbach. He's not a German guy. He's in. He's from South Africa. But you know, it's so bad. You see, instance, uh, if I write an email to you, all right. Now, if after 20 years I am a big, big personality for whatever reason, I'm rich and famous, and they track back in my email ID and then they figure out that there was some informal exchanges where I probably abused you, they would print it. So then, the the, the question that you asked about that a celebrity's life is no more private. If 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 they get hold of something like this, it's only gold mine, right? For somebody, ah, oh, Gandhi ji's this part of life nobody knows, and so let me print it. I'm going to sell a couple of more million copies. So it's unfortunate on living off somebody's life, <laughs> but the the point is, if Gandhi, if if they find out what exactly went in the room with Gandhi, Nehru, and Sardar Patel the day before partition, when they decided to take away, we have yeah. to accede to Jinnah's demands. We want that. If someone can get that, nothing like it. We will know exactly what happened because nobody knows that. But no historian can get there because it's like it's too much hard work, maybe, or it's it won't sell. It's it's thing of the past. So I guess that's the unfortunate. Completely. Another unfortunate news article that I read was uh, the cover story of India Today. Title: Secret Lives of Indian Teens, which is pretty scandalous. I was scared <laughs> by what is written in this. Oh my Fifth God! Fifteen teenagers once upon a time. Not exactly a law of Guru Sahib. I said I'm going to say our age is there. So I think we should not be scandalized, right? So we were teens about ten years ago, at least. 
10 years ago but yeah, yeah here people are talking about 15 year old girls carrying you know ipil packs in their backpacks here and this was a survey done and uh, you know these are a few quotes directly from the survey itself mm-hmm. um, one of them says uh, girls agree to do oral sex because boys like it i should do this to prove my love for my boyfriend i was i was shocked by some of the statistics out here for example let me throw out a few 48% have contemplated suicide Oh, I mean, what's the sample size? If there is, if they've pointed that out. Sample size. I'll get to the sample size. Um, then. See, you know, I was working in research for eight months, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the first question. Because you will do 50 hours of interview, and that too from a from from let's say a very high high class, high middle class. Then uh-huh. excuse the results. But yeah, go on, go on. I'm 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 trying to look for the sample size. Uh, and friends with benefit apparently is um is is a very common thing right now. One of the many things I did was that in the computer, what are the keywords that he typed in? So he, ah. he was too small to be deleting history. So big boobs, Pamela Anderson was one of them. <laughs> uh, and then, and then uh, I think he got the spelling of breasts wrong. So Google said, did you mean B-R-E-A-S-T-E-S? Because he thought typed something else altogether. So yeah, because of the internet, uh, I think there is far more access and people reach puberty a little too soon, I think. Because it's yeah. just upon them. But yeah, here is a funny, funny story. Another friend of mine, his dad calls him up when he gets to know that he was involved in a porn CD racket in school. Oh my God, this is a distribution chain that works, right? And what happened was he he actually he hadn't done anything. He was one of those guys who was he at least claims that that he was sucked into it. So his dad calls him on the balcony and says, "Hey, dude, I mean, of course, his name. Okay, let's say his name is Arun. Okay, he says." <laughs> So why are you saying Arun up here? He's going to get married soon. <laughs> no, no, it's not him. That's why. That's why I said Arun. So, so look, Arun, uh, you do whatever, whatever it is. Just don't let people know. Me, I'm not cut that. Even I have watched what I've done these things as a kid. So just don't, go, don't drag me into it. Just be discreet about these things. I know you're growing up and you want to. Just, just be cool about it. Don't, don't, don't get yourself and me into this. It's so under. That, it's that's cool, Arun. Then. Yeah, that they exactly right. I mean, if they are a little bit understanding, so it can make a big difference. Completely. Okay, census ka baat karte. Some provisional data has been released by the Registrar General and Census Commissioner of India. We should name him Chandra Moili, and this was done along with the Union Home Secretary G K Pillai. Apparently, India's population has jumped to 1.21 billion, and um, with a growth of 181 million coming during the last decade. But you know the sad part is when when I was reading the report is uh, we've only slipped down when it comes to the sex ratio. Uh, ah. So for for every thousand boys, there are only 914 girls today. Previously it was 927 in 2001 census. Now it's gone down to 914. And in Mumbai it's further down. For every thousand oh men, it's only 838 women. In certain states, Punjab, Haryana, and even in Mumbai, uh-huh. they just don't, because of all those three. Determ- what is it? Prenatal determination of sex, right? Yes. Before yes. you, know, you know, the problem is after 25 years, uh, we'll have a similar problem that China has. 
and there aren't enough females to to get married to so there are a lot of single desperate psychologically depressed chinese young people which is not good for the economy this all you you just described yourself yeah <laughs> you have no idea there is a part of my life that is close to everyone my friend <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. So, which was the the most populous state was Uttar Pradesh. There are 199 million people there, followed by Maharashtra, which is 112 million. Big gap there. Big difference between the first and second. 199 and 112. And Lakshadweep is the least populated, with only 64,429 people living there. Nice place to go on a vacation. Yeah, definitely. It, the, one of the interesting things was the literacy rate apparently has gone up by a huge margin. Last time in 2001, it was 64 percent point, 64 point eight three, almost 65 percent. Right. Now it has gone up to 74 point zero four, an increase of 9.21 percentage points. Hmm, good to know. Can you believe that we are at 74 percent literacy rate? Hmm. What I, you know, why I took so so long to respond is, <laughs> in spite of all of that, in spite of all the literacy, we've got ministers who are like very literate and. getting into scams of the magnitude like they do so there is no point but yeah, yeah. 74 is a good number but it is also said that the statistics can lie bolke ek phrase hai right yeah 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 so, yeah, so there is another thing that the overall growth in the literacy rate is one of the lowest recorded so far i quote from the hindu and it's saying that uh, in 1971 census the growth rate was 3.13 and abhi the growth rate is only 4.6 the growth rate wise again it's, it's not a very healthy number 10 years is a long time considering we are in the internet era so the growth rate should have been better oh well primary schools primary schools nobody is donating to those primary schools i mean of course la would donate 20 million dollars to an iit so would rajat gupta but right now rajat gupta has his own problems but still so <laughs> no, no 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 one you know i haven't heard have you by the way heard any any noted personality whether it's ratan tata who just gave away a fortune to wharton was it wharton or howard cornell 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 and howard as well right so there are, there are you know in in bits and pieces there are institutions like teach for india which will yeah. employ people like you and me can quit their jobs go there teach for two years and those teach for india students so teach for india people write a letter to our parents assuring them that boss look two years will mean a lot to your kid please let them do what they want to do that is uh, we'll give them 40 students fifth standard students teach them elementary maths and teach them how to be you know values and uh, psychologically they are completely depressed because they can't even complete a sentence in marathi or hindi so you will actually be making difference in their lives etc but it's at such a minute level that it will be great if somebody can put money and i haven't read i think a lot of corporates are now trying to donate to those technical institutes uh-huh. and carpentry school plumbing schools oh. they have a very selfish and immediate short term motive behind it of getting employees for their businesses oh, right? right there is so, no wrong in that too aditya if if someone's going to vocational courses what you're talking about so you yeah, know you yeah. do so if if you know how to set up an uh, an electric bell you also know the science behind it the sound and the electricity how the circuit is completed and all that it's okay if you are going to be employed in in let's say an engineering company but even if somebody is trying to do that it's great uh, there are not many who are doing it ha ah, well so so you want to wrap this up i think one one announcement though funny uh, we had a chance to record a podcast with uh, mr nitin chandragan desai the great art director from hindi film industry so go check it out it's there on the point blank series He's quite a humble man for what he's done lagan devdas amdin deshuke salam 
Kamoshi of Sanjilila Bansali and, and, and lots more. I think he's by far easily the has lots the most number of super hit films behind him, if if you can say that. In, oh in yeah, yeah, yeah. Check all those things out. He explains as to what art direction is also in in a very brief way, and it's amazing as to what are the different things that go into art direction. So go check that out and post your comments on uh, theindicast.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I am at AC Mahatre. Abhishek is. I'm at Abhishek Kumar. And you and... are Indicast on Twitter. We never <laughs> we always forget to mention that there is you can follow Indicast on Indicast also, yeah, where, yeah. Where, where we put out the shows that we release each time. And also follow us on Facebook. We are at uh, Indicast Podcast Network. Please like us there and. Uh, we we put out certain interesting snippets of the point blank interviews that we do so it's not the whole episode you can go listen to a minute or two and if you like it you can listen to the whole episode on indicast so yep and we have also received an invitation from sweden by the way ah yes one of our listeners has said yep. go live there too so great thanks a lot if we, if we... not not live there go yeah. visit yeah. him there visit him there yeah so ungli diya ungli diya hat Exactly, okay. exactly. Uh well so that's about it let's wrap this up uh bye 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 bye